0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. And I'm Robert Parker. And what it, what is this, Robert?
1: This is the PWCA, the podcast without a cool acronym, where it is all Phineas and Ferb all the time.
0: I thought, I thought I'd switch it up. Let you do, let you do the intro this time. Hey. Uh, but either regardless, and oh my god, great, great Scott, because this episode is episode 21. It's about time. Uh, one of the many episodes with time travel, and this, unlike time travel, most franchises does not break this universe.
1: No, no, let's not.
0: No, it it, it doesn't. So you know, let's let's just not waste any time. But also, let's talk about like just the fact that this is actually the very first main fair episode to exceed the fifteen minute runtime.
1: Yeah, this is one of the longer ones, and I believe the next one does too. Um, next but, one does too, but yeah, this was the I, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would well, definitely well, like I love the Formulaic episodes that are only the fifteen minutes long. They're just right for watch time. Uh, you can get two of them in like a normal half hour slot. But I think the storytelling of Phineas and Ferb really does its best when it does have these more long form
0: episodes. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, yeah, Like also, like this was like a really I, I think this had to be like a testing ground because, I mean, we saw Phineas Ferb can be just like fantastic within like fifteen within like fifteen minutes. This is the first time we see if they can... Okay, let's see. Can they hold our attention for double that amount of time?
1: Mm-hmm. And, and they do.
0: They, they really do. So, uh, Robert, what, what's the setup for this one?
1: So, the boys and Candace and their family are at a museum and basically they're just exploring history, exploring lots of old stuff. Uh, they go to the dinosaur exhibit and kinda check out everything that's over there, and Phineas and Ferb eye up uh, an old like, technological exhibit called Gadgets Through the Ages, and they go in and they basically talk about, or they see all this cool tech, including a time machine that was never
0: finished. Yeah. And
1: Phineas realizes that what he wants to do today is fix the time machine.
0: It was never finished because you know, if it was, the guy who invented it would still be here today. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay, yeah, keep, that that's your guy. Really. It's fine. Yeah, I do like that. Too. It made, it made my, my, one of my favorite one line characters in the entire Absolutely. show. Absolutely. But yeah, you know, they decide to you know let's 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 fix us this time machine, and like even like the security guards like, aren't you a little young to be restoring? Be restoring? Uh, you know, a time machine is like, yeah, yes, we are. Well, it's good to see you have people taking interest in history. Yep,
1: yep, absolutely. But so, Well that
0: that, that that might not be the exact line, but something something along those it's
1: lines. It's very very close. I think you might be thinking of the. Uh, I'm thinking of
0: the guy from Mount Rushmore.
1: Yeah, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah. It's something very similar, though. Something,
0: yeah, uh, something but yeah, yeah, something yeah
1: very similar. Phineas and Ferb get to work trying to fix the time machine. Um, Candace actually takes a part of it and like a little piece. It's like this purplish like. Light bulb. Light bulb thing, yeah, and it, that becomes important uh, much, much later on. Um, but what's actually cool is as she takes it, uh, and as Phineas messes with something in the time machine, and I think he like flips a switch or puts wires together or something like that. Uh, we see Candace like come back and like take the piece again. So it's almost like they did go back in time, and she comes to take it in. So they're starting to get a hold of the whole time travel thing.
0: Yeah, no, they, they they really are. I mean, like, <laughs> they're just, they're just Cal bring and she's going back like every like couple seconds? Jeremy's, yep. Jeremy's freaking out. He's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, and Candace actually ends up breaking the golden rule of museums, which is no yelling.
0: Oh <laughs> well, yeah, well she she they need a no that, no yeah she did break the golden rule of no yelling, <laughs> which gets her thrown into uh, I guess museum jail.
1: Yeah, which call. sounds horrible, by the way.
0: Museum jail. Museum jail. Oh, I mean, museum Museum itself is already it's kind of jail, but, I mean, mu- mu- museum jail within museum jail, it's just it's just, yeah. it's just a weird thing to think about.
1: That's a dark place.
0: It is a very dark uh, place.
1: No, but really she's just, like, kicked out of the museum. She meets a little kid out there who stole something else, uh, and Candace ends up sneaking back in um she goes to talk to Jeremy for a little bit uh who is working there he makes a joke about the fossil exhibit and the again, fossil
0: this- exhibit <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a good one yeah basically another little time loop here as phineas and ferb mess with the time machine she still has the piece so she uh goes back in time again um and this is probably a good moment to transition into uh arguably my favorite Perry and Doof uh ta- like arc of, of any end- episode thus far.
0: And, and I I would agree with you because what happens is uh, well he enters, a, he enters through a photo booth, he uh, he finds he goes to Dubish place and he sees like something's off because he's already he's already like he's fighting, he's shooting, he's yelling, he's like ha ha, ha. And like it's really weird and like Perry boss said, he's confused just, and it's, like he's trying to hide he's trying to hide it. He's like oh, Perry what are you doing here? And then he's like don't open, don't open the closet. And he opens it. And he finds what else? he finds. Another agent.
1: It is Peter the Panda, which is a small panda bear with the same fedora that Perry the Platypus wears.
0: Yeah, and like this is actually the first time we see uh, that we find out that there are that like, other animal agents in yeah, this world. Yeah, it's not.
1: It is not just Perry. There are other agents, uh, and we will find out what organization they work for later down the line. But. Uh, Monogram and Carl do not just boss around Perry. There are other agents, and Peter the Panda is the new nemesis of Doctor Doofenshmirtz. Well,
0: he's just like we're we're not we're not enemies. We're just bad. Fr- we're not really enemies. Just bad friends. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he's just like I can't hide it anymore. I mean, it's like this this whole routine is becoming stale. And P- Peter the Panda, is just he, he, like it, we didn't mean for this to happen. It's kind of ha- it's played like a breakup, which is just hilarious.
1: Yeah, which is honestly such a funny, uh, like, uh, duality and like just a funny parallel that they make. Uh, just basically saying like, "Oh, Peter the Panda and me, like we." It started out like this is how it started, and we instantly disliked each other. And then you know he foiled a little evil scheme, and you know we didn't plan it this way. It it just happened. It just happened. <laughs> And then he goes, oh, oh, Perry, it's not that I don't hate you anymore, but we should start fighting other people.
0: It's like, it's literally like every, like, you, you take like every, like, breakup dialogue to scratch out and just put the opposite.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah. It is the classic breakup dialogue that then is uh, put into having a new nemesis, so a extremely, extremely sad, sobering song play is called When We Didn't Get Along,
0: oh my uh, which, as- which is, I'll give it, a very good song.
1: Yeah, as Perry leaves the building, uh, we hear that song, which is, like, super melodic, and, like, it's acoustic, and and it's raining outside as Perry is, like, looking at his reflection in a puddle, like, who is he without Doofenshmirtz, and, oh my goodness, it's so wonderful.
0: And, like, even, like, they do, like, the... I guess like the standard like romantic montage shots. You do the whole like spinning around, but it's him spinning Perry into a wall. You yeah. do the whole like running slowly for each other on the beach, and, like once they get to each other, Perry just, like pops him in the face.
1: Yeah, it actually the song itself reminds me of when she loved me from Toy Story Two. It does.
0: That, yeah, no, you're right now. Now that I think about it. Like it's it's a very similar song. Yeah, no, it it it, it does. And yeah, I mean, like like Perry, like uh, he, he hangs up his hat, like he's done, like he's just like you know, I take, I can't take this abuse anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, he he is sick of Doofenshmirtz's crap, and he is ready to retire as an agent because Doofenshmirtz is a new nemesis.
0: Matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the writers from the Lego Batman movie took notes from this episode.
1: Yeah, honestly, honestly, yes. Um, but yeah, that's that's the Doof and Perry stuff for now.
0: For now, uh, so- we
1: should go back to the museum and see what's up with the boys.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah. So uh, uh, they need to get back in. So uh, the kid that Candace meets uh, makes a distraction by uh, screaming. In <laughs> fact, screaming, and all the guards chase after him.
1: Yeah, he yells.
0: He yells. But uh, anyways, so uh, so yeah. While all this is going on, uh, you know, Lawrence and Linda they're off doing their own thing. They get a time machine fixed by when Candace brings the ball brings the ball back, and they teleport themselves back to prehistoric time.
1: Yeah, Candace like, runs through and hops on the time machine because she's got the piece that makes the machine work. Uh, they go back to a couple hundred million BC, and instantly, as soon as they arrive in the past, a T-Rex steps on the time machine and smashes it to pieces, so they are stuck in the past.
0: Yeah, there's there's no way for them to get back, so they just start going around and exploring prehistoric time. They run from the T-Rex. They encounter like all like the weird colorful di- colorful dinos, which we now know are not are not accurate to what they actually probably look like, but doesn't matter, they look cool anyways.
1: There's a dinosaur that looks like Candace.
0: Yeah, they even they even act like Candace, and they even like got her like motions to you know mirror to mirror them yeah. when they're running away. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. for find turtles and decide to he use his helmets because they you don't mind.
1: Know, yeah, no, there are uh... There are dinosaur hijinks that ensue, but basically, I mean, these three, Phineas, Ferb, and Candace, they are stuck in the past, and they are really, really worried about how they want to get back, um, until one of the T-Rex footprints that they saw in the museum earlier, they encounter here in the past. So, using some timeline uh, stuff, uh, they write on this footprint, and who happens to be walking by? Fireside Uh, Girls. Happen to be the Fireside Girls. And they receive the message and start building a time machine.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because they're reading it, they get a message, and, like, you know, there's only so much room inside the pause. They're just like, Vinny is firm, and Cam did, because he had to write it vertically
1: yeah exactly uh but yeah they accidentally because somebody misspelled it in when they were writing the message they actually create a time machine that like prints like bow ties and well you yeah, know
0: like they they're like, doing like, like the blueprints are just like this is mine. oh it's supposed to be time machine you forgot bm yeah. because putting the, taking out bm completely changes what the machine does
1: the thing is like the time machine that they make uh, looks exactly like the time machine that Phineas and Ferb fixed up earlier in the episode.
0: Yeah, it, do- it does. <laughs> what a coincidence! What a coincidence! Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I think that's like I think that's a good place to stop for for this storyline. Cut back to Perry and Duke because Perry, well, well, Perry and Duke, Duke is still finding Peter the Panda. It's, yeah, Duke, it's
1: still going.
0: Duke,
1: Duke and Peter the Panda are duking it out. Uh, Peter the Panda accidentally uh, kicks a framed picture of Doofenshmirtz. Uh, It's like the classic one that we see whenever... Against, against
0: like, the sunset background. Yeah, the sunset background. It's the one that
1: pops up whenever Monogram and Carl talk about Doofenshmirtz. And Doofenshmirtz goes, Ah, I remember the day this picture was taken. It was the day I decided to get my picture taken. (laughs) Um, So...
0: It was also uh, the day that I realized I had a nemesis.
1: Yeah, it's... When I walked outside the photo store, I had a feeling somebody was hiding behind the mailbox. I had a nemesis! And then there's like a song and a montage of, uh, you know, the classic fights between uh, between Doofenshmirtz and Harry. And it is a giant montage of like how they met, how they became nemesises. And there's a lot of those, like,
0: up- upbeat like pop song playing, yeah, playing like in the background.
1: Very '70s pop song that's "Ma Nam Namma, na, na, na. Like I actually like the song a lot.
0: Yeah, but- I actually like the song better than the one before. I and I really, really like the one before.
1: I agree. It's basically just talking, like, it's Peter, or excuse me, it's Perry and Doofenshmirtz, like, chasing each other around a tree, and, like, d- d- foiling the plans of Schwartz, like, it's a really, really great moment. Like, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're on, they're on a,
0: Doofenshmirtz... a seesaw together. <laughs> just... Yeah,
1: exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as Doofenshmirtz is reminiscent and singing the song... Peter the Panda is dismantling the freezeinator array that Doofenshmirtz made, and Doofenshmirtz gets really, really offended um, that Peter the Panda was like foiling his plan while he was reminiscing.
0: Yeah, no, then he gets he, he, really sad. Just goes up. Peter Panda just, just keeps like he keeps just going along, just keep up dismantling yeah. the machine, uh, and. You know, I think we can keep going because after that, what happens yeah. is uh, there is a TV show that uh, Doof and Perry go on called Dr. Feel Better.
1: Yep, it's Dr. Feel Better. Uh, it is actually all of the secret agents, not just Perry and Peter, but all of them. The, there's just a bunch of different animals as secret agents in the room,
0: and a bunch you of different that- scientists.
1: Yeah, and all of the mad scientists. It's a bunch of them. Uh, it's like a dating counseling show. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's like it's
0: like Dr. Phil meets Maury.
1: Exactly. That is 100% what it is. And Doof and Perry are the ones uh, who are participating in this episode.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, you know, they're, just ta- they're, ta- they're talking out their issues. Well, one's talking out their issues. One's just kind of just staring malignly because, you know, Perry's the platelets. You can't talk. They yeah. say that even in the episode. Uh, And when they find out, oh, no, Peter the Panda is backstage right now. That's such a Mori move they pull right there.
1: It is so good, though. Like, Doofinchorts is explaining everything about, like, how what happened to Peter and how he misses Perry. And then, oh, Peter the Panda is backstage right now wearing headphones, like, listening to the whole thing. Um, It's so good, but... Eventually, uh, Doofinchworth reveals his true plot of why he's on the show, which is he traps all the agents, and he wants to use the Freezonator to turn them it all into pieces for his chest set, his giant chess set. Uh, but the agents obviously escape using Perry's help. Perry gets the remote uh, to like, free them from their constraints, and all hell breaks loose, and each agent begins beating up on their respective
0: scientist. Yeah, they 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 do like you know Peter like, Pe- Pe- the Panda throws a chair, which again something that happens fairly often on Mori. And yeah, yeah, they they all succeed, they all succeed and they all uh, beat up. but not before uh, the freezing air fires off a of one shot. So, yeah, um, the
1: freezing air fire one shot.
0: We'll, we'll get to what was, that shot hits later. Uh, but yeah, we cut back to the past. where are and fur. are just sitting there. They're meditating. They're really just concentrating really hard on what to you know on what to do because they, they believe you know. You know, uh, the answer will come to them if if they if they wait patiently. Yeah. And as they're doing that, uh, Isabella and I- Isabella and the Fireside Girls all show up in their time machine, and uh, it was probably like the, like the most like the, the way it feels like looking the not for the way it finished, Isabella looking at each other just like, damn.
1: Yeah, they got the hots.
0: They got the hots, even though one even though one won't admit it for several se- several more episodes. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But.
1: Uh, uh but that's okay um actually yeah so uh, ismila and the fireside girls show up uh candace writes uh and while she's you know in desperation before they show up she writes c plus j for Candace plus jeremy in the mud or in a tree or something i don't actually remember um, it's, it's, yeah. it's,
0: it's in the mud it's in the mud
1: yeah it's in the mud so fin- or the fireside girls are ready to take uh Phineas- Firing Candace back to the future, ha ha ha. Um, but the f- time machine needs to be plugged in. Uh, and just as the T Rex shows up again to hunt them down, a bolt of lightning hits Candace, and as she's holding the cord, and they get sent back to the museum. They're in present day again, but the T Rex came with them.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> what ends up? Yeah. So uh, the T Rex is back, and they you know the T Rex getting chased all throughout. He's, he changes can all throughout the museum, and he gets into like a big display spot. And at that moment, the Freezenator hits the T Rex.
1: Yep, the one blast from the Freezenator, Freezenator freezes the T Rex just like in Jurassic Park. Uh, right as Candace is about to like bust the boys and tell them that they brought a T Rex back, back. Uh, it is frozen. And, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, Candace and—or Jeremy sees that the C plus J thing that Candace drew is, uh, like, as a fossil in the museum. And also, they actually end up seeing uh, an image of cavemen wearing turtles as helmets. helmets. Yeah, which is v- a funny v- little v- thing
0: real trendsetters.
1: Yeah, even in 300 million B.C.
0: Yeah, and, like, a thing like I like during this whole thing is, like, Lawrence is going through at the museum, just listening to, like, the audio guide tape that you, you yeah. get at museums, and, like, you know, he's going through, he sees, the he sees, like, the, t- the tire track from Candace and one of the fossils, and, like, the post-credits, it's, it's not, it's not that it's, like, a great scene, it's just, like, well, it's like, super memorable, because it's just Lawrence and just, like, the dialogue, fossils, da 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 da, da,
1: da. Woop, woop.
0: The audio it's audio like, I don't know what's going on, but this is funny.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's a weird gag, and it's weird that it's funny, but it is.
0: It is. But either way, that is the end of the episode. So, look, I think I I believe a lot was like hinting on this one because you know they had to see if these characters could keep our attention for a period of longer than what they're usually used to, and I think that I think I think both of us agree that they prove that they can. not
1: they
0: absolutely can Did yeah. So Robert, you gotta write this episode one to five parries.
1: This is a five parries for me. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. This is my up until this point, this is my second favorite episode of the show behind Flop Stars. Um this, I think, is the perfect duality of the boys stuff, of the Doofenshmirtz and Perry stuff, this is by far the best Doofenshmirtz and Perry plotline that we've seen in any episode up to this point. I would say even like top five of the whole series Doof and Perry stuff it is excellent um, and we get plenty of Candace interacting with the boys. This is an excellent episode. Two great songs that fit well within, like, the story itself. I love this episode.
0: Yeah, this is, this is a great one. I remember the first time I saw this. Well, not, the, not the first time, but I remember I watched this. This is one of the... When they released the first DVD, this is uh, one of the episodes that came on it. And I remember I liked this one quite a bit. Yeah, this one really holds up on a rewatch. I'm not going to... Quite as high as you, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm gonna go. Um, what is it? Oh, go four and a half parries out of five. Yeah. It Doesn't doesn't quite have that impact to get to five parries, but this is this is a really good episode, and that's gonna do it for us. So, Robert, you want to give your plugs?
1: Sure. Yeah. You can find me personally on Twitter and Letterbox at rbrtprkr98. That is my first and last name, Novales year. You can find me as. Uh, excuse me. Sorry. You can find me as the trivia champion for fandom fights at Multiplex Entertainment and Full Metal Geek, specifically at Full Metal Trivia.
0: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ChanceWars underscore 91. Check out my other podcasts, Notorious by Chance and Series Study. Check out my personal YouTube channel, Chance the Critic. And check out Moose Rich where I compete. I've never gotten all my plugs out this well. And join us next time for the episode. Uh, dude, we're getting the band back together.
1: Yes!
0: So excited to talk about that one. So we'll see you next time.